Daily DVR is sponsored by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com, the men's accessories marketplace. Cufflinks.com aims to drive men to one place where they can find all the accessories they could want to elevate their look each day. Go to Cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. No minimum. 2020, baby. It's a new year, and every month, Cufflinks has new amazing products, whether it's Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Disney, all that great stuff, or the sports stuff, NCAA, NBA, NFL, or, of course, the classic wearable art, the amazing high-quality Hook and Albert Oxen Bull, and, of course, their own Cufflinks.com brand. We encourage you to elevate your look when you get dressed in the morning. It helps to make you feel more confident and create your individual style. Go to Cufflinks.com DVR today. Today is Monday, January 20th, 2020. Happy Martin Luther King Day. And this is Daily DVR on another week. Welcome back, everybody. We've got a special show for you today. I was a guest on DJ Tim Hines and Reddy's great show called Another Week. This is a show, it's kind of a lifestyle show. They talk about events, things that are going on. It's really comedy and fun. Just let it all hang out, have a good time. So you might hear some little bit more adult language and topics on this one, maybe I mean, we do cover Mindhunter, so that's kind of adult, but you know what I mean. It's just kind of three dudes talking and and uh, having a good time, a lot of talking over each other, arguing and having fun, and I had a really great time. Um, Reddy, I'm so happy that he's kind of joined our crew here at DVR Podcast Network. He's a great guy. He's done some awesome logos for us, and he's a great podcaster too. And DJ has taken over the host abilities there. I mean, come on. DJ's the man. Shout out to you, DJ Timothy Hinesworth. Always the man, always doing stuff and rocking out this new show. So what I did here is this is about the last half of the show when we talked more about TV. If you want the first 30 to 40 minutes of the show, you got to go subscribe to Another Week. You can go to DVRpodcast.com and find it, or Apple, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, Pandora. It's all up there. Another Week. Um, subscribe to that. You can hear the whole show. That's going to be out there on the streets as well. But for now, here's the last part. We talked a little bit about Watchmen. We talked about the TV and film business. Um, we talked about how Reddy doesn't like uh, El Camino. And uh, it was just so much fun. You know, I'm always talking serious. We're, we're dissecting things. And this was a good opportunity to just let it all hang loose. So enjoy the show. I'll let DJ take us out at the end. So this is all you're going to hear from me on this one. But you know what? You can hear me on another week right now. So have fun. Take care. This is where we're going to kind of tie into Axel's foray and a little review here. Warner Brothers announced they merged or hired this or bought out this company that developed AI script reading technology. Now, if you hear that first, you think like, oh, wow, it's like maybe it'll read the script and make a cool synopsis and easier to present, present to a, you know, a script reader. So save some time. But no, its key purpose is to have algorithms to read scripts, to figure out 
trends that are happening around the, the world at the current time and what would maximize profit on the big screen. Now, <clears throat> earlier, Axel and I were discussing on Facebook about Mindhunter, which they just released the actors from their contracts. It might come back in the future. It's, you know, no word definite that it's canceled, but they're not pursuing another season. And we, uh, you know, kind of made a joke about art and business. And I said, you know, business killed art. And, you know, Axel responded, well, we wouldn't be here if we didn't have the business end. And, and, you know, that definitely makes total sense and, and everything. But now tying that in, you know, just a, a little while later with this story, it's like business is going to kill the art. Like they're strictly business now. It's kind of scary. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Mr. Phil Man? Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of, what, do, what do you mean by that? So the AI's purpose is to just read scripts and figure out things that are going to bring people to the seats and make the most money. So that's going to like wipe out your smaller films that, that wouldn't be, you know, this is probably going to be like more of like the blockbuster searching type thing where you're going to, you know, make billions instead of putting out more films of quality. It's just going to be the, you know, the blockbuster type thing. And I, I, you know, I know that last time we kind of talked a little bit about the difference, you know, between, you know, with the Scorsese comment and everything. And, and, uh, you know, when we, when we talked about breaking bad the last season with you. So I, I feel like that kind of goes way against, you know, your kind of philosophy with the art. Yeah. You know, I don't know, man. I mean, I think when I put that on the Facebook page, I commented on it, uh, in like kind of a joking manner, but, no, that was a joke, but it kind of yeah. did tie in. But I'm saying like this kind of technology I don't think is good for the industry. You know what like, though? This- you don't know because this is an interesting thing. When you actually look at things that make not the what makes money but what makes a profit, you find that if – so I guess what I'm saying is it depends on what information they put into the computer. Because it could turn out that, like I was joking about, like you're saying, you know, we're going to get like, remember when they had a G.I. Joe Transformers comic book when both G.I. Joe and Transformers had like faded out, no one was buying it. So they were like, let's team them up. Merge them. Exactly. They're going to do like a G.I. Joe Transformers movie. But sometimes, uh, you know, out of this algorithm, I mean, but sometimes it actually comes out the other way. Um, so you really don't know. I just thought it was kind of funny that they would even kind of, I guess, I I mean, it's like analytics is the popular thing, right? Like you guys follow sport. Are you, what, what's what I know, DJ, you follow some sports. What sports do you follow ready? Boxing. That's it. That's it. Okay. So do they are, are, is boxing into (laughs) analytics now? Everything. 
What do you mean? Like, is Analytic, yeah, like, like, uh, you know, this this guy throws yeah, like the throw. punch percentage. Yeah, yeah exactly. They throw more like, punches this round. Like, yeah. you should use your left more in this round than that round. You know what I mean? Or like this kind of thing where they break down the numbers. And I think that that sometimes does lead people down the road of like uh, churning out the same thing. Because it's it's mass produced. It's like you know, like we're like we're talking about freaking hamburgers, like McDonald's instead of a nice burger. You know what I mean? Because you can transport it, and it just loses quality along that line. Um, but you know what, man? I don't know. I've been thinking kind of different actually since that came out, and that's like with the Mine Hunter news today. I wasn't really that phased by it. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like. There's so many people making things. It's good when people get a chance to make something like with Watchmen, we're going to talk about if it's only one season. Okay. It's only one season, you know, like, uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess, uh, uh, all of these, I've been thinking lately that all of these kind of, uh, arguments of like film versus TV and all that, it's a little bit silly because everyone should kind of be, even though everything's becoming a monopoly, like Disney owns everything, you, there is also the ability to make things is so much more available to everyone. It's so much cheaper that people are turning to other, like we're kind of having those arguments because people don't want to change. Like it's obvious that the kind, like, you know, I mean, we talked about it last well, time I was on. It's kind of obvious that Scorsese was right. This look at well, the the best picture nominees. It's like the only dramas that came out, except for Knives Out and Uncut Gems. Now that I'm thinking about it, also like. With all the outlets, like you just mentioned, it's maybe it it does work for Warner Brothers because they are a giant studio. They're not looking to put stuff on. That's a point. That's a good, that's a point. It's like, that's what they're going to now. And I've been thinking too, um, since they are abolishing the idea and they're getting rid of the rule that the theaters can't be owned by the uh, companies that make the films, by the production companies. And that you can't own all the lines of production, which now they're allowing you to do that. We will just see like, you know, a Disney theater or Warner's theater or whatever in, in, in different towns. And it's like an experience to go to the movies like that. And then, you know, when you they'll Netflix will make a lot of independent films or Amazon or something like that. It just, it just changes the way people view it. Now, you know, you're all right, because like, even with music, it used to be very hard to produce music. Yeah. You needed a lot of things. Now, you know, you can have a full suite inside of a laptop that would have taken up a exactly, full bro. room 20 years ago, and and, which makes it, it more too. available to people, yeah. which just like, you know, Final Cut's available to everybody. You know, people, the iPhone you know, 11 Pro is good enough to shoot a film on. Like, you know, it, like six, like six on the ground. True. It is. It actually, and that's not, that is not bullshit. It really is because you're, it's just pixels now. You know what I'm saying? It's not the film and the processing and the lights and everything. And you can shoot low light. So yeah, man, I don't know. I feel like it's all changing. It's good that we get all this stuff where we get it. We should just kind of be happy with it. I mean, Look, man, Westworld's coming out in like a month or two. 
Now, if this was like five years ago, even two, three years ago, HBO would have just waited. They probably would have put this out in the late summer or the fall. But now it's like there's so much stuff hitting that they want that to be on their HBO Max service that's launching in the spring. So they, in the, I think it's the late spring, early summer. So they want. I thought HBO Max comes out in February. It comes out in spring. They changed it. Is it coming out in fe- Is it coming out that early? I heard it was coming out See, in February. They want that. But I, 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 could, I could be wrong. That's it. The only reason why I know the February date is because there's a show that I want and they said it should be released in February. You, but they you, might, you might be correct. Either way, it works out because that they want that to be a part of it, right? They want that buzz to be around it. And then they're going to have like all these other shows, man. I mean, look at FX on Hulu. There, there's so much stuff. It's ridiculous. They, they just pushed it to May. I just looked it up. Okay. They pushed it to May. Okay. Yeah. Um, so but- that means that Westworld will have premiered. It'll be cause it's going to start what now in March. Yeah. So it'll be done. It'll lead right into it. Yeah. It'll lead right into it. Yes. It's, you know, they use their, one of their biggest shows to probably put the commercials and trailer, you know, little snippets at the end, you know, for yeah. prepping everybody. And it's, you know, it, it's kind of wild. Like when we all grew up, it was, it was such structured seasons, you know, like you knew, like, you know, there wasn't even like the mid season break that they do now. Yeah, you just yeah. knew that like these shows ran right up into sweeps, you may not remember the sweeps week and, and then, you know, then it was over for the summer and you didn't get anything new in the summer ever. And now it's like, just, you know, I, I look constantly on like vultures list and, you know, Metacritic what's coming out and you know, it's, it's wild. So, you know, it's uh definitely a new age. I just think that hearing about AI reading scripts is something, you know, pretty wild. Yeah. And- when I did first read that, I was kind of like, Oh my God. The more I kind of thought about it, I was like, it's just like when I was to get back to the analytics thing, it's just like analytics, right? Like it depends on kind of what they're going to look for. And when you look at, if you do that stuff kind of properly, maybe they won't do it properly, but maybe another studio will, they might end up seeing that a film like little women is actually more profitable than these huge like doing another marvel movie or another dc or another whatever movie that takes so much i guarantee you that their analytics will show that marvel movies are better (laughs) (laughs) better for profits because exactly that's exactly it's better for profits why because it's a better movie nobody wants to be bored sorry (laughs) nobody wants to be bored that's it nobody wants to be bored well, I guess I it, dep- I guess it depends. On what, I guess it depends on what bores you, though. In man, the sixties, right? telling me about a movie in twenty twenty. <laughs> but doesn't it, I guess it depends on? I mean, I I watch all the different type of movies. I love all those Marvel movies, and not as so many of the DC ones. They're kind of trashy, but um, I guess yeah, it I just depends on what bores you, man. But I mean, hey, there's some art house stuff that bores me too. Trust me, almost everything at this point. It's like I'm I'm looking for stuff to watch at this point. I I watch them all, but the whole thing of the analytics it's for it's for profit. It's so you can sit there and tell you what people like more, but what people react more to this, that, and the third. Yeah, but that's where that's where that's the point I'm trying to make is 
you think about it this way. If you make Little Women and it costs $135 million to make, you put $20 million, 25 maybe, into marketing it because you think it's going to have a short theater run and then it's going to be on one of the HBO or you sell to a service or something. And then it ends up making, you know, 300 million, it makes a lot more money. The number of people involved in the whole chain is lessened and you actually make more of a profit than you might if you're making the new Marvel movie that cost, I don't know how much, $400 million. But then when you add marketing on a worldwide scale to it, I understand. You know what I mean? But that's an interesting point is I always think about it this way. Like I've always thought this, I thought this about commercials since I was a little kid. Why does McDonald's do TV commercials? Why does Coca-Cola do TV? Why does Bud Light do TV commercials? Everybody knows yep. what Bud Light is. Who doesn't know what Bud Light is? Does anybody well, need well, to well, know? People, well, people, it's for advertising. Why? Why? Do, why do they? Why do they pay people who are already multimillionaires that you have to pay a million dollars? Yeah, but because what, of their name. But that's why I think the be analytics the, be the face of the, the face of the thing because people are stupid. But <laughs> I, that's the reason why people are stupid and they'll oh Shaq's advertising icy hot. People you are know, stupid. This motherfucker Shaq to retired like seventeen years ago. Like See, it, it doesn't I, matter. But you could get some other big dude who you don't know who he is and he's advertising icy hot, but you'll just buy it because Shaq is buying it. I, the I, whole th- I guess I, think, you- I just think that whole analytics thing. This is how I think it's going to work. I think it's going to say, um, "Do we scrap this or do we not scrap it?" Meaning, are we going to give it a sequel or not? Yeah. Are we going to make another you're, movie you're right. like you're right. this? Or well, I'm not? sure those parameters are all. Involved. I think you're Absolutely. right. right. You know, uh, but if the hope is <laughs> the hope is though that once something like this is introduced into an industry, that other people get their hands on it. And it becomes a tool and that tool can be used differently by different people. And even if the first time it's used, you know, not well. I'm thinking now if Lifetime gets a hold of that shit, oh my (laughs) God. My my girl is going to be glued to the TV with man-hating, murderous, rapey, date rape. Let me ask you a a question, man. uh, How accurate is are your Netflix suggestions ready? How accurate are your Netflix suggestions? I don't pay them any any attention, but um, how accurate are they to you? To you, from what from what, from what I do pay attention, like yeah. let's see, they're uh, see. I'm I'm weird. I like a lot of different things, and I get bored quick. And you have to realize, soon as something is stupid. Or, or let me let me re- rephrase that. Soon as I feel something is stupid, I turn it off. I have no problem turning off something and never watching it again. And as soon as it's terrible and does some stupid shit like El Camino did, I'll turn it off and I'll never watch the shit again because it's fucking stupid. That's just me. So how accurate are my things? Let's see. I like horror movies, but you know what? I also get a ton of horror movies. There's a ton of shitty horror movies. So it's it's not. Are, are are the suggestions good? Yeah, because they give you suggestions based on the genre. It's not necessarily whether it's a good movie or not. 
So yeah, well, I watch action movies. They give me a bunch of fucking action ones. I, I watch sci-fi. They give me a bunch of sci-fi. Yeah, I don't think mine's. I don't like mine at all. No, it's just that. Do I like those shows? No, a lot of them suck. But they, it's the same genre. Right, but the reason why I'm asking. So I'm not really sure how to answer that question. Uh, I think you answered it. I think you answered it. It's very accurate. Okay. It's just that it's not quality that they have. I understand. So you answered a question. I think DJ answered the question. And the reason I would ask that question is because that is the most, probably the most directly data-driven experience that we would have with something along the lines of an AI choosing scripts, you know, because Netflix knows everything you watch, how long you watch it, when you pause it, when you rewind it, like they literally will look at, not they, their algorithm you stopped watching at these certain points. It was all a point where there was like a a joke, right? right? right. So they I, give you more horror that that stuff really, instead of comedies. Like I think that 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 when they do that though, that doesn't go into your suggestion list. No, definitely, I, I, it, I, I, it all applies. Like no, when no, you say you stop right. halfway through a movie, it, it will it will take whatever you stopped at. Like Axel saying, if it was a joke. It's going to take movies out that have jokes because you stopped yeah. a, a portion of your movie. I don't think that it does. Though. I just it don't think it does. It definitely does. <laughs> I don't think it does. I've, I've watched shit and I get the same thing whether I finish it or not. It's in the same fucking suggestion. What I do know, what they do with their analytics, that I know for a fact what Netflix does, they count a movie being watched only if you watch 70% of it. So if you watch 70% of it or more, that's how they'll oh, sit there and less, say, okay, it's this movie. It's less than that. It's huh? Even, it, when they, with the numbers that they do give, they're sometimes say, I was um, reading something recently. They gave some numbers like at the end of the year and they were like a person watched an average of seven minutes of at least one episode. And they considered that what they're, yeah, they're, they, I, I thought seven minutes you, of how long was the show? Well, it doesn't matter. Like an hour. It does. What I'm it's the point is just that it's silly. If they don't. Uh, they're uh, not from what I read numbers. was they count one viewing as if you watch seventy percent or more. But maybe what I read was incorrect. Right, yeah. but they also Axe is also right. They have all those those algorithms. Like when you pause it, when you stop yeah. it, um, and we we did a a podcast with Justin uh, Thomas from. Uh, from Top Shelf Fandom at the end. Of- Shout out, Justin. Yeah, and what was he saying? That that the, there was one uh, insurance company that was counting how fast your reaction time is on your mouse and keeping that analytical yeah, data. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, there's – it wouldn't – it would not surprise me if it's, you know, they're, they're counting how fast you're scrolling – to look you at each might, movie. Yeah, you might not see it. Mm-hmm. The difference between, I think, the way you interpret it, right? Yeah, they might not apply right. it. You but might, they're, they're definitely. Right, just, that's what I'm saying. I don't think right. that they apply that to your suggestion. Well, they do, but I not in a direct I, way that would be I, discernible well, then, to then, you. And it also then to figures. To re answer your question, their suggestion list sucks then. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's the answer I wanted. But they, the other thing that they, what I thought you were going to say when I was initially like, yeah, is that what they're. Well, big thing that they're doing is making shows based on that. 
So if they do look and they look at all their sitcoms, because we're still talking about jokes, let's keep the thing going. And they see if there isn't a joke within the first this many, and they'll actually note their little sitcoms they have with that kind of stuff. And that is getting close to the AI writing the script, right? Because it's just coming from the other direction. Well, absolutely. Because I know it, and that's it kind music, of creepy. Taking it to music. I know that Spotify does the same thing. Yeah, they you hit a beat they, within. Well, they know if you change the song before the chorus or yes. if, if there's a chorus first and you like this, you know, they, they know if you're, you know, people stop it after four beats, after an eight bar, they, and they, they take all that into account how they deal the music to, you know, to your playlist. So yeah. I, it's all the same. It would all apply. Yeah. And I don't think, you know what, that's what I want to say is I don't know that all this stuff is bad. Um, I think that we perceive it as bad because our experience of this first phase of the internet is a bunch of greedy people, Facebook, Zuckerberg, Bezos, whatever, you know, basically trying to monopolize and profit as much as they can. Maybe there will be a time when people are still doing that because there'll always be people doing that, but that there's more people doing something else, you know, like there was actually before the internet became so commercialized, you know? So, who knows? I mean, Netflix is making all these crazy algorithms. Who knows that they that algorithm comes out with Stranger Things, which is let's let some kids from North Carolina make a TV show, you know, about some kind of alternate dimension. And look, it's a big hit. I think it's a fun show. It's actually gotten better. So it's kind of interesting the way sometimes that stuff does lead to like uh, homogenization, but sometimes it leads to the outliers as well. Yeah, you're right. Like, right. Somebody might apply different parameters to that algorithm and we might get something beautiful. You know, it's a, it definitely could work. Right. And it's always the, the big, the big money that breaks the technology like NASA, you know, puts all that tech and then it trickles down into our society, you know, years later. Take a little break from this show to remind you again of our amazing presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. They've been with us for over a year. And we're so proud to have them. So go out and support them. If you're a listener to any of our podcasts, take a moment right now, type in Cufflinks.com slash DVR into that old web browser and you will arrive and you will be amazed, happy surprised at the amazing products that cufflinks.com has you might think to yourself hey i don't have an formal event coming up you know i'm not into cufflinks but guess what they have a lot more than that actually i'm wearing a pair of star wars socks that they sent me cufflinks.com is where it's at go to cufflinks.com slash dvr today let's move on from that and when we got you here you know i want to kind of before we get into the review everybody who knows you through the network, you know, knows a lot about your history and listen to various podcasts over the years. And, but anybody who's, you know, new to you from our show, uh, I just wanted to kind of like ask you a little bit, like to maybe give a, a little introduction, like, cause you know, you gave some just great insight with the, the Netflix stuff, just a little like insight about like 
where you get your film knowledge from some some things like you've done in the industry that that you've seen you know how it works because that stuff is i think is interesting i think the, 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 you know the listeners would like to know because we talk about so much so much uh media content and it's you know what's behind it that you know i, I think even you know you you've dabbled in filmmaking you dabbled in production you dabbled in, you know in uh, a bunch of other things you produce you know producing for you know tell 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 the good folks of the another week fandom you know a little bit about how it goes you know from from the schooling to to maybe uh becoming a podcaster the journey oh my god ready do you have another question <laughs> do i have another question yeah, I'm just. No, that's, a, mean, that's a you lot. Answer, oh, you, you don't. You Where don't do want you want me to that start? Question? All right. What won the Oscar in 2008? I don't even remember. What What do you want? Where do you want me to start, man? <laughs> oh, like, all right. So, like, you ha- like we talk about film, you know, and stuff. Like, as fans, um, we don't really know. You know, you went to school for this uh, journalism and film, and you kind of did work, and and you now. Oh, you went to school for film? I didn't know that. I, I went to school for film studies, not film production. Oh, okay. Well, it kind of led you to the path. Yeah. And you wound up, you know, doing some production. That's why you think Charlie Chaplin movies are better than um, Tony Stark's. No, I'm not a huge – I mean, I, I appreciate Chaplin, but I'm not like an oldie – I'm not really like a cinephile type. I guess I am. I know a lot about film, but I'm not really wedded to uh, – to all that kind of jazz, man. Well, yeah, like Heath, Heath knows a lot of films. Like when, when you talk about it, you talk a lot of technical stuff, which I kind of like. Like you, you know, it, it's. I get to you know, answer your question now. I understand. You know what, DJ? I just started making stuff. I'm just a believer in you got to do it. And even when I taught film, the way I taught it was: here's a camera. Let's talk about an idea. And then we talk about the idea. We say, okay, let's just go go try to make it. Because you really have to kind of teach yourself to a certain point to get interested in it. Then you do have to go with the professionals because it is a trade. You know, I think film making film, it's why it's like people uh, becomes like a thing about your Hollywood or whatever. But really, when you're on a set, it's kind of like a construction site or um, a, I guess a construction site really. Oh, also a lot of uh, house movers, a lot of moving people, uh, a lot of just stuff being placed in different areas. A lot of people picking shit up and breaking their backs. It's not like, you know, uh, like a, big like a bunch of divas and people like fanning people and snorting cocaine off of tables though they did do that in the 70s um so they don't snort cocaine now uh they do but not as openly like that it's served with lunch in their trailer yeah at least at least not not if you're like uh on a union shoot so after after you film school right you 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 
you well, made... I didn't really go to film school. Well, I'm sorry. I after started college, making movies you... when I was like 10. I made movies all through high school. I didn't go out. I didn't go to any parties. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke weed. I just made movies all the time for like four years every day. We wrote movies. We made movies. I watched things and tried to copy it. This is when you were a kid. Yeah, when I was in high school. That's wow. what I did, like all high school. All right, so then that brought you to college to want to study talking about film then. Yeah, because like I wanted study. to see how – I, I didn't never knew the names for things, how a film was actually really shot. Because back then, we didn't have the DVD special features and all that. Ready, didn't you go – you went to film school, didn't you? No. I thought – who I was I – what did – Film school? Well, I thought I – thought, who, well, who was I talking to that uh, – that, uh, went to like a film studies too. It wasn't you. I thought last time we were talking about this. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went to I never said I went to film school. No, that no. you did actually recently. I said I went to podcast. film That was when you were on yeah. the podcast with uh the guys from the talking about Star Wars. The Mandalorian, I think. But it wasn't me. No, it wasn't you. But it Axel was definitely talked about that with somebody recently. Oh, okay. Oh, it was somebody else. All right. I'm sorry. I talked to a lot of people. Um but I went to – so Rutgers didn't have a film program. So I went I, – I took all the film uh, studies classes that I could. They didn't actually – they had one like Super 8 class. Um, so I stu – film studies is basically studying film like you would like a novel, or what we do on these podcasts. Yeah, well, that's kind of like – you know. So I wrote a bunch things. of papers and watched movies over and over again and – yeah, the so way it was like an elective, pretty much, right? It was like an extra class to take for your major. Uh, like you had, you had, no, you it was a that. separate course of study as a minor. Okay, though. so you took it as a minor. Yeah. You, it, it wasn't a, a filler class like that to get your degree. Like it wasn't a class. It's a double major, no, right? No, my majors were in English and film, but my minor was in I mean English and journalism, but my minor was in film. Okay. So I couldn't oh. get a major in film studies at that time. If I could, I would have gotten it because I took every film class that they offered. Okay. That's pretty cool because like, you know, when you talk like it's, you know, sometimes it's you, you talk with a little more authority on stuff and, and, you know, without the, the background, like, you know, it's nice that, oh, I appreciate to know that, buddy. that you have a little bit of the technical knowledge. Cause yeah. sometimes, you well, know, I was we, lucky though, too, because my brother started working on commercials and photo shoots in Manhattan when I was in high. Well, let's see when I first started college and he was into film, he had a TV show when he was in college called hanging out with Ray Foley, which was pretty awesome actually. Um, and, uh, he kind of brought me on as a production assistant on different commercials and some short films. And then I got to work on like some friend of friend was making something where I'd say, Oh, I'll go work on that or something. And then I just started doing that kind of stuff. That's okay. A little bit throughout college. So can I actually you, catch you a, um, uh, professional question? Professional film question. Yeah, hit me with it, Ready? How do you think El Camino was good because it was so shitty? 
Oh, man. I don't know how you could think it was shitty. Well, I only got it to the first 45 minutes of it. It was, it was so <laughs> shitty, I had to turn it the fuck off. Well, I was 70%. But, you didn't, so. but we had this conversation. You didn't watch Breaking Bad, though, right? No, I did watch Breaking Bad. But you didn't El, like well, it. I didn't, I didn't watch El Camino. No, no, no. I watched it. I said it was entertaining. I just said I didn't think it was it was, it was was very good. Was it entertaining and good or two different things? Okay. If you have something that's entertaining, that's not good. You know, okay. it's like hot garbage. That's it. It's, you know. <laughs> I think that you have a very specific idea of what is good and it's uh, subjective. But His I, algorithm is tight. Yeah. No, but, my, my algorithm is as soon as it becomes like uh, fucking stupid, it's stupid. <laughs> and I think that I think pretty clear and that movie was stupid. Okay. I'm sorry. It was just. It was fucking dumb. Well, what my... Maybe it got better at the end that I didn't see, but the first 45 minutes was damn near un- un- unbearable. This is going to be the longest running joke we Did have you? here. We got it. We got it. Were you smoking when you watched this? When I... Was I awake? No. Were you smoking? Were no, you that's, sober? That's, the, that's the answer. I want to know, that's were you the, sober or were you not? <laughs> I just you answered your this? question. I just, the, that was the answer to your question. No, no, no you, you, honestly, your, your mic keeps coming up like muffled sometimes. So oh, I, I honestly didn't hear you. Um, oh, you I said, were you awake? That's all I heard. Yes, I was awake. Why? Do you think you have to be high to like it? No, 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 no. Were you high? I don't want to know. I don't know awake. I don't know what that slang is. Were you intoxicated, inebriated in any oh, kind of yes. way? Yes, I was totally inebriated. Okay, watch that shit sober and tell me if that shit is fucking good. Uh, I would. This, this I is would, stupid. I would, oh, well, all right, let me just let me just break this down. Oh my you god! Have, first of all, the son, whatever his name is. The we definitely one. don't have time to name? talk about watching. Yeah, we got. Come He's on. fucking slow. Todd? No, I'm not. Yeah, Todd. Todd is slow. He, you pick this dude up, right? Come clean. Help me clean my apartment. You done killed the maid because she found your money, and then you get to the fucking desert with him. You, he makes you dig a big ass hole. You, you're kidnapped, enslaved meth cooker, right? You're in the desert. You get his gun. Nobody, everybody else is going on vacation. They, nobody knows you're out there. You just dug a big. I'm shooting you and burying you. I'm not giving you the gun back after you offer me pizza. <laughs> Are you this, playing that's music over this, this DJ? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking retarded. Uh, play him out, DJ. Yes, play him that's out. That's the best part of the movie. That song. Yeah. Oh, let's not be this. You can only play like, fifteen like seconds. I you know what? I, I think um, I think we could probably talk about this for a long while. But to continue, uh, <laughs> I would have to say that so, my, to avoid having the shit on the shitty show, my answer, we'll change the topic. My answer to like. you, my answer from all my experience would be this: Ready? Uh, Art is subjective, man. It's just, it's about, it's just about what you like. And if you didn't like that, uh, you didn't like it. But objectively speaking, it was a high quality production. Oh, okay. That's all I could say. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I, I have a rebuttal, but I'm not going to go. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to talk about the Watchmen. Yes. Oh, which gosh. was, which was another high quality okay. show. 
that touched on shit we like, which is yeah. superhero fun. I want to hear what you. I want to hear what you guys. I had so much opportunity to talk about this. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, DJ. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. It's an open format here. You can interrupt. Uh, but yeah, no, like it's you, you, you kind of, I don't want to say an authority now because, you know, it's like when someone puts 10,000 hours, they're a master, but you put in a lot of hours talking about this show. So that's why I thought it would be fitting to have you here just to kind of, you know, maybe, you know, share the aftermath because we didn't talk about it yet. And we know we both said it was good and whatnot, but I want to give, you know, my quick review that may be ready. But to me, I thought it was the like right spice of hero, superhero story. Like we had the boys, which was far out, like, extreme a little bit as far as being shocking and and like twisted about the take on superheroes. Then we have the Marvel, which is all in on superheroes being super. Then we have this show, the Watchmen, which takes the superhero and kind of makes it a B storyline. They're just there. And it's more about the world and it's about the issues that the world has. The original Watchmen focused more on nuclear annihilation. And Damon Lindelof's version on HBO focused more about the aftermath when the dust settles of how the people get along. And how race, no matter what events happened there in that sort of reality that's similar to our reality versus our current reality. It's still prevalent no matter what, you know, shared experiences of disaster we could go through, you know, nine 11, everybody was hugging everybody and fast forward to 19 years later when the racial tensions are out, outed again out of the closet and, and, more apparent than ever before, not ever before than, than the last 20 some odd years. So this show was, was like refreshing in that sense where not only was I being entertained with the hero aspect and the mystery and the, and the, the funny stuff, but I got, you know, actual social, uh, I don't want to say commentary, but like a social portrayal and something that made me think and and investigate like in the the uh you know black wall street story and, and things like that that were actually real so to me overall it was super enjoyable and i thought the quality was excellent the acting was top notch um i just there's nothing that i could say bad about this show <coughs> like i maybe could have done with a couple more minutes of like close up of the blue cock but other than that, I mean, I loved it. What did you think, Reddy? I thought that it didn't suck. I thought it was good. Better than Alchemy. Now, I, I don't have a, um, a great in-depth um, uh, viewing. Oh, I was going to say viewing. Um, what word am I looking for? Analysis? Man, help me out, film people. There we go. 
I don't have a great in-depth analysis of it, but I mean, we could talk a lot. We go like episode for episode. It was good. It was a good show. It it didn't make me lose um, my attention. It it um it had a good mixture of action. It had a good mixture of thriller. It had a good mixture of drama. It had a good mixture of uh real life shit and fake shit. Um, so for me, it was entertaining for me. What did you think about it. the political? Uh-huh. What did you think about like uh, some of the political or commentary on race in America and how they dealt with that? And so far as um, her grandfather being, and we're doing for full spoilers here for anyone that's listening, of course, mm-hmm. uh, her grandfather being hooded justice and all that kind of stuff. How did that strike you? Um, I was kind of able to, you know, after a while, you were able to kind of put it together, who he was. Um, you know what it is? I, there's so much, nothing, shocking wise, nothing shocks me. Um, so the racial tensions and this and that, I mean, it, it, it didn't make me, I thought it was interesting how they flipped the Cyclops community more than the fact that he was hood of justice um you know i like i liked how they went not, in, into deeper huh how about not so much that he was hooded justice but like how that he had to put on white face under the hood so that you know <coughs> i get it I, but, like, but you know what you know what it is I, i've seen so many movies like that and and shit like that's real if there really were superheroes you that that's something that would actually happen. That's why so, this is so good because it's not yeah. so super far out. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I said it had a, a good mixture of real yeah. shit. Yeah. It had a good mixture of action. It had a good mixture of fake shit. You know, Doctor Manhattan is fake as fuck, but it was still good. You know, <laughs> you know, a giant squid landing on the fucking Manhattan and fucking shit up or wherever it landed. It's fake. It was good though. So. I'm just answering Axel's question. Yeah, I know. I think it's um, completely valid what you said. Yeah, you know, I mean, um, like I said, I, I, and as far as like the political, like, I like how it showed more of how Cyclops is because shit like that is true too. Till today, true today. You get what I mean? The yeah. stuff with the black oppression that they showed, yes, that's a known thing. And I'm not saying that that does not happen today. It does not happen today as much, or I shouldn't say as much. It isn't as blatantly as they showed back then because they were focusing on back then when there weren't really rights and this, that, and the third. Which is hence the reason why he had to wear white face under it. But when they fast forward it to modern time, and then you saw that Cyclops, who were essentially the KKK, were in political office and was running for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And was planning to take over the world and this, that, and the third. That just look at Trump's rallies. <laughs> you know what I mean? And straight up and down. So that I, I'm not saying Trump is that way because I don't, I don't not like Trump. I don't like Trump. I don't not like Trump. I honestly, he doesn't bother me. Like there's a, a lot of other shit in the world that bothers me. His base, though, is more than him. But I'm just talking about his base yeah, and stuff that has happened at his rallies and who he who he riles up. 
in sight. Yeah, of course. You, you, that, that's where. So that's where I'm making that analogy with that. So the the whole Cyclops actual saga like was more interesting to me than the than the um than the Black Saga. Although, in this, yes, they coincide. You know, obviously, but you get what I mean. Like the, yeah. to me, that that. Yeah. Intrigued me more. That's that why I it. said, like, it, it's so... And I like, like how she kept getting Mr... What's, what's the dude's name? Um, the mirror guy with the, the mirror mask? What's his name? Because I'm getting it wrong now. His name wrong. The main cop who had the, the, the reflective mask. Wow. It, no, I can't remember. Mirror guy. Either way, I just like, the, I just like how the FBI director kept going the wrong name. I don't know when it's funny because I can't remember his name, but and that was looking to me. Glass. I, I like looking how glass, looking glass. Yes. Yeah, look, yeah, I like how I was just waiting for it. I was just gonna... she, she purposely kept trying to time different joke. Uh, no, I think that's interesting, man. I think that's a cool way to look at it. I mean, I think it's also might come from a perspective of what you're attaching to yourself to as you watch it, right? Like what exploration you find to be more intriguing um just like though i found i mean all that's what made the show and it was so intriguing being the crazy sci-fi person i was i of course got when i kind of like think back on the show i start thinking about the weird dr manhattan stuff you know and the way that i, I mean the intro that you gave it dj was great and i think it was spot on and um, we listened to the final uh, Damon Lindelof podcast uh, covering the last three episodes. And one of the things they talked about on that was um, how the original Watchmen was so much like you said about like nuclear destruction. It was very dour. It was never my favorite thing. Um, I remember reading it when it came out or soon after and I really enjoyed it and I liked it. And I thought, oh, wow, this is a spin, like alt history spin on superheroes. Very cool. But that's also, why it was really cool because it was like in our real history. Yeah. But I also, like but I found time. it to be incredibly pessimistic and melancholy and not very hopeful. And the thing that I loved about this series was that he was able to remix it. And add that love angle, you know, like you texted me after I think the finale DJ, you were like, yeah, it comes down to like a love story. And I thought that that was really beautiful that past all of what the themes inherent in the show, what ran through all those themes is that the answer was love. And the answer was commitment to other people, being kind to each other and being empathetic and open to other humans. And I thought that that was what really I was left with at the end of this, which is why the first Watchmen is amazing and incredible, but I have a little bit more of a heart for this series than I actually do for the original comic because it was very, and, and that's not, it's not a slag on it at all. It just was not very hopeful. Yeah, well, I also think that the original piece was kind of about the hero and the anti-hero. And, yeah, and it was and, laying and the groundwork it, for this right, world. This yeah. was almost like 
the heroes were just a, a stage setting for the story. Yeah. Like if you know what I mean? Yes, like they weren't like the gods a, a and monsters. Part. Yes. Like, right. Heroes weren't a big deal. It was how the people navigated it and how like in the end, like it's you know, all about just like who we care about and you know, how to come together. And that's and, the you know, right. You make a great point, DJ is you see, that's the proper way. That's what I think a lot of people didn't get from game of Thrones that they were trying to achieve in the seventh and eighth seasons when they were left without the books and even earlier, but it was really those last seasons where it went into overdrive um, is that they were trying to highlight the humanity by over dramatizing um, the story and the tone and Watchmen, I felt was able to accomplish that. Like they talk about in the final podcast, the, the, the last, the, the final episode was in many ways, the most operatic and comic book like of all the episodes where, but it ended in such a meaningful way. You know, they were able to do all the silly, this is my plan, right? With Keen and with Lady True and um, the, the, you know, like how Dr. Manhattan reaches, touches the water and put, and sends them away, rescues that like, it was all those typical kind of things, right? But this kind of elevated it to a way that drew your focus onto the real and to and to the crisis at hand, um, whereas I, I think Game of Thrones kind of missed the boat a little bit on that for for a lot of people. Um, though I enjoyed it, I felt I knew what they were going for. But that's another subject. Did you watch Game of Thrones already? Um, no, I watched the first two seasons and I stopped. But I did not stop because I didn't. I didn't think it sucked. I just. Um, just the reason why I stopped is because I started watching a bunch of different things and I, I'm a very busy person, yeah. but I did not, I do not think the game of phone sucks. So that's not why I finished, why I did not finish it. It's worth watching. I mean, I'll, I, you know, I hope people keep watching it. No, I, I, I what I saw, it was, it was very good. And, you know, people ask me and I'm like, listen, what I saw was great. I just, you know. I worked two jobs and I had a bunch of other shows I started watching oh, and I just did. had to pick stuff apart. Yeah, yeah, you can't walk away from The Walking Dead still. Oh, God. We have like it's, six of those on our DVD. And, 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 and that show is terrible, too. Now it got terrible. Man. <laughs> and you still watch that. Oh, God. Yeah, that because I invested so, so much time into it. <laughs> so I had to pick different shows that I wanted to stick watch, stick to watching. And I, I at always that time, wanted to be good. At that time, The Walking Dead was great. It wasn't yeah. shitty. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't shitty. It just got shitty. Well, I don't know. You know what? It just got um, stale. It got shitty like two or three seasons ago. And now, and you I know what they're you, doing, man? They're still, you, they're coming out. Do you watch them. The Walking Dead? Uh, we, I, like I said, we have like five episodes on our DVR right now. Right. Um, so, but you watch all the other seasons. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I've to seen me, The Walking Dead started to get shitty that season when Beth and Daryl were in the cemetery. I don't even remember that, dude. I remember it was, it was shitty as fuck. So. <laughs> but I don't even know well, what season that is. They're on like 10 now and they're starting. Listen, not only are they starting another spinoff, but they're still planning on doing all these movies with Rick 
mm-hmm. and like a movie with Michonne or something. And then what's the AMC. she's cut. Maggie mm-hmm. is coming back. And it's like, I so, don't know. It just, it's, it's like, the way I want to like both, it, but the, the way you both sound tired from the walking dead yeah. there, that's obviously like a, a case of beating the dead horse. Now, this is kind of a question for Reddy. Mm-hmm. Watchmen okay. stand alone as it is. Do you think it will be better to leave it alone or to have either someone pick up the helm, make a second season or if Damon comes back or continue it or just leave it as is? No, no, no. You always give some, you always give it a second shot. You know what I mean? Now I, 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 this is what I do think. I think that, Whoever was in charge, I, you know, I don't pay attention to shit like that. I don't pay attention to people who direct shit or none of that shit because I don't give a fuck. I just give a fuck if the end product is good. So okay. whoever was but in charge know, of you this. Pay, if you paid attention to that, you might start watching less shit that you stop watching after five minutes. No, because the only time I watch shit, I get paid to watch shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that's the reason why I get paid to watch it. So as soon as I, I, I have nothing... I don't ever watch movies at home. I'll put it that way. So DJ knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't watch movies at home at all, ever. Um, so, but my whole thing is, I um, whoever whoever did this, let them do it again. There's nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean? So. If it's not, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Is that the saying? It's you know not a mean? question of letting him. They'll let no him w- more than. Yeah, would you be satisfied? Him. Like, would you? Like, would I be satisfied if what they just ended the series and didn't continue? Yeah, it was just a one off. We don't know what the fuck happened if she if she actually can walk on water or not. Yeah, but um, that's the point, though. I think like is to leave it like at the end of Inception with the with the the spinning top, and then it kind of wobbles, and then it cuts to to, to black. Didn't like, watch it. I, I ruined a few, but. Um, don't care no like it's 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 kind of it to me i felt like it was i had such good closure at the end of the season where i i it wasn't such a major cliffhanger if she fell in the water or, or walked on it like that was irrelevant like so so like right. what the reason i say it is because like so many like companies will I, latch, latch on to something just because it's a money maker like the walking dead no. and I, I to me like this is almost a perfect like show in its one season when it comes to television shows how i this is just me how i am you can keep doing it but when you start to when it starts to become shitty you won't watch it stop like my whole thing is but no one tells them that no no, one tells them that and they keep well you know what they need motherfuckers like me to come inside there they need actual people who aren't yes men they need people who are going to come in there and keep it funky and not worry about, oh, okay, I can't say this because that's the producer and then I'll get blackballed in Hollywood. Yeah, but Reddy, like, if, Arrow, they, if like, they had asked Arrow, you, if they had asked you, they would have, if they had mm-hmm. asked you, they never would have made El Camino. And then, and then DJ and I wouldn't Good, be happy. And they should, no, no, it's not, it's not that they, should, they, it's not that they wouldn't have made El Camino. They would have made El Camino because like I said, Breaking Bad was entertaining. I didn't care for it. It was stupid, but it was entertaining. Biodome is stupid, 
but it was entertaining for its Bio-duel. time. Bio-duel. It's Bio-duel dumb as fuck. Yeah, I love it. Okay? I love I'm, just, I'm just talking about shit that's just entertaining. It was entertaining. So I would have said, okay, greenlight the movie. But as far as fucking 45 minutes of slow-ass Todd and me going nuts, <laughs> and then you oh, having the, the victim who was Play him out, DJ. Play him out. Play him out. And, and doing all of that shit? Now. No, I would have been like... <laughs> Just play the song. Like, I, I don't understand... I don't understand how people I weren't in the review room. I don't understand how people weren't in the review room. Why, why, like, why can I hear ready? Play does, this shit move, does this shit move on? Like, I, man, I don't understand that. Awesome. I love being a guest on another week, man. Uh, this was definitely a fun episode. This is very fun. So, no, I think that they should make another Watchmen because the first one didn't suck. Now, if the second one sucks, then I'll say stop that shit now. Yeah. Right. Like, I, like, they should have stopped The Walking Dead before, but um, they should have stopped Arrow. Yeah. But I heard this oh, last gosh. season of Arrow is 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 better. But Yeah, they sometimes Arrow come back and find themselves again. But you're right. It's also a difference between whether you're, try- you're making – I mean – I think the thing about this CW, those CW shows, they're, they're soap operas. They're not. I think the serialized nature of people now watch shows in, and they like they get a little bit too into it. And a well, show also, like that, I think, is you know they're churning out a lot of them. You know, they can't. We've learned now, though, from the transition from like the traditional show to to like the ten episode style, that most of the shit we grew up on watching. That had twenty three episodes per season. Well, you can't was, you was, can't you can't apply no, that with CW because no, they still have twenty three. episodes. No, but they're right. So that style, it, we learned that they, they were forced to make so many filler episodes because it's a it's a money maker. It's it's meant well, it's to generate the income. It's, the it's not. I mean, meant it's to what be we can piece. It, it shows that are twenty episodes, twenty two episodes. My whole thing is they need. You know what? It's the editing a lot of times. It's like, edit this shit out. I want the show, I, when I watch something, I want it to be based on how it's supposed to be. If you're cooking meth and selling meth, I want to see you cooking meth and selling meth correctly. I don't want to see silly mistakes where you should have been dead the second episode. Oh, boy. If I'm- you're a superhero show... I want to see you flying around and shooting lasers out your ass. I don't care who you're in love with. My, but my point if is... If you're a zombie show, I want to see fucking zombies. The Play them out, though, I don't want to see all the bullshit. Right. My point is, though, is that they're, they're basically forced to make extra episodes to because of the format they... They need to generate income. No, he if knows. They, he, he if knows. they were left to their own devices to make a solid arrow, it would probably be eight to ten episodes, and you wouldn't yeah. have six sidebar love. I, 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 see, but, but, but that's not true because the first two seasons of Arrow, I thought were amazing. I, I think I think Reddy might have a point, and you know what the point is. I think the point Reddy's trying to make is um, stick to they what need you better know. writers. I think stick, stick to, to what, what you know. Is. And if when they try to make a show like that so deep and everything, it doesn't work. So you, what you should do is you should do the monster. It's like X-Files. A lot of people say that about X-Files, that the best X-Files episodes were the Monster of the Week episodes. It wasn't the ongoing storyline, that that was, some, that was often weak. 
Um, I don't, I don't, I understand what you're saying too, DJ, but I do have to say, guys, I kind of got to wrap it up here. Uh, I've loved being a guest. I don't want to end your show, so I'll let you end it, but my participation in it will have to come to a close. <laughs> no, we, we're, we're at, we're, right. we're about at where we were going to finish anyway. Uh, you know, thanks for coming on. We'll definitely, you know, have you back and, and talk about the, deeper scenes of El Camino and oh, I you know, can't wait. Yeah. Um, I just want to ask you both before we close out, sure. I'll leave you with this thought is that if you're a writer, you're a journalism major, if you're going to work tomorrow at your publication, is it really like meta that you're writing articles about articles of impeachment. Booyah. Wow. That you got to play yourself out on that one. So I can sing along DJ. That's what's up. Play yourself so, out, baby. Yeah. Everybody. Right. Thanks for tuning in. Right. Subscribe, rate, review, do all that good shit. And, uh, you know, till next time, another week. Peace. Peace. Together. Where's my where's my accompaniment? Where's my song? Oh Sally.